0: Tuesday, it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live, with your hostess, with the mostest, Shelly from Cali, on VOCNation.com.
1: Oh my goodness, what's going on? Hola, 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 you are listening to Shelly Live here on VOCNation. I am your hostess, with the mostest, Shelly from Cali, and here's the thing. (laughs) sorry, but I got to pee. And that's just what's up, <laughs> apparently, because, okay, I was trying to take a huge bong rip before coming here online, right? So I'm trying to get myself right. Let's go. Woohoo! Yay. Shelly Live. Tuesday here in the VOC Nation, right? So then I'm hearing my intro. A AJ's going on. And I am taking the last hit. And I start choking. And I pee myself a little bit. Now, if you are... A Shelly Watcher, you know. And <laughs> this is nothing new. And I have a theory behind that. My whole theory is, okay, back in the day, like, when they say you're not supposed to hold it in, you'll mess yourself up. Like, I totally believe that's the case. And I used to not think that was the case. I used to hold it all the time. Me and my friends in school, we used to think it was really fun to, like, see who can go the longest without paying. By the way, I always won. So I would hold my peace for long periods of time. And then when people would say, you know, you're going to mess yourself up, I'd say, well, I'm fine. I've been doing this for years. Like, no big deal. But now that I'm 60 years old, (laughs) but really, this has been happening to me for a long time. Like, I, I have been paying myself accidentally for a really long time. So Even though at the time I didn't realize I was messing myself up, I really was. And then there was also times where, like, it wasn't that I was holding it because for fun. It was, like, there was a situation. I was in the brownies, right? I was a little Girl Scout for a little bit. And my mom was so late picking me up that, like, and I didn't want them to know that my mom hadn't picked me up yet. So I kind of went around the uh, building so no one would see me, so everyone left and my mom still wasn't there, so I was waiting, 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 and I had to pee so bad, and because they didn't know I was still there, they locked the place up, and I ended up peeing myself, and then there was another time in high school when I lost my keys in the house, and I was in the backyard, and there was this way that I knew unless um, there was like the I guess you would say deadbolt part of our sliding glass door, unless that was locked. I knew how to like rig my way into the house. So I was doing that, but then that's when I realized that the bolt was on and I was like, great. And my mom was super strict. So I knew I was going to get in trouble for like not being home when she would call to see if I was home. So I'm hearing a phone ring and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so in trouble. Like, oh my gosh. And um, I had to pee. And I had these, I will never forget these burgundy, jean-looking pants on. And I was just trying so hard to get into the house. And uh, (laughs) so what ended up happening is um, I peed myself, and so my pants were all wet. And then I hosed myself down, and then I went next door, and I told them that, Um, I was in the back and everything had happened, but I didn't tell them I had to pee. I just told them that I had the hose and it got me all wet or whatever. So I tried to like cover my ass with that. So like I was able to use their phone to tell my mom like what had happened. And if I remember correctly, she didn't answer the phone at her work. So I ended up breaking a window to get inside the house and, um, like it became this whole thing, anyways. That's I now, now I'm taking you guys down this like rabbit hole. I didn't even mean to go there. The <laughs> point was the pee, so I peed myself, right? So then, um, you know, there's these times where like if I laugh or I sneeze or I cough, I'll pee myself, and it's really annoying. And something that I've noticed now that it's been this pattern for so long in my life is I think where the messed up part is for me is I don't realize when I have to pee sometimes. Like, there's times, of course, I know I'm like, oh, man, I have to pee. But I think there's times just like right before I went live with you fine people where I didn't think I had to go pee. I didn't feel like I had to go pee. I just came from the bathroom. I took a shower, like, just before meeting with you guys. So I was like, dude, like, wh- like why? why I felt no need to pee, but I guess I had to. And so I was hoping I could get to it before <laughs> Before we went live, but you know, like I was hoping, before AJ was done talking, I could just be done. But that just didn't happen. Anyways, how are you guys doing? Tweet me, won't you, so I know that you're listening live. I think it's a lot of fun, and if you guys start tweeting me while you're listening, then I will make sure to reply to you guys if you use the hashtag Shelly Live, just so it could stick out. I hate hashtags. Ugh. I'm overwhelmed, but sometimes you got to use them. And in this case, it will really help me be able to see your tweet stick out, Shelly Live, go for it. And also, at the end of the show, I'll be taking your calls, and that number is 657-383-1666. Again, 657-383-1666. So today, let's talk more about today. Uh, I was actually gonna have a interview for you guys, and I totally did it. Danielle and I recorded it. Spoiler alert: Danielle um, co hosts the episode with me, or the interview rather. And I was gonna play it today, but because of really like Yom Kippur, I did you know observe it, and I went to like the online services and stuff like that. So I kind of got behind in time yesterday. Um, I told myself that. I was going to put out some posts that was really easy to do, but I wasn't really trying to focus on really working until sundown. And then by the time sundown happened, I was like, man, I got a couple of updates to do, like my model Monday for my secret society. And that's like, I'm done. So um, it really pushed me back. And then this morning, um, I'm going to get to in a minute, I got really distracted and I lost track of time. And so I really want to do, I really want to up my game here at Shelly Live, to be honest with you. And how I want to up my game is I want to be able to have for you guys something to look at whether it's leading up to the show or after the show or maybe you didn't catch it live. And <clears throat> I kind of been doing it like last week I was like messing around where I put on ShellyMartinez.net, I put, you know, a page, a blog page for it. And again, I'm really excited to go back and listen to those episodes so that I can make a proper blog. It'll be awesome because like when I was like living in the moment, I was probably feeling one way, but like now that so much time has gone by, it'll be really cool. So I'm looking forward for that. But um, if you go on ShellyMartinez.net and you click on podcast and you can see Shelly live or just go ShellyMartinez.net forward, uh, Shelly live. It'll take you to that page. And I have all of my episodes, except last week I'm working on putting the last week's up and, um, with this interview I had, I really wanted to, especially because she's local, or, you know, she was local this weekend, at least, so she was here this weekend, so, um, you know, I was able to take some behind-the-scenes pictures and some video and, you know, the pot, the actual interview itself, so I really didn't get a chance to put it all together the way I wanted to, and, yeah, I could have been, like, half-assed about it, but I really didn't want to do that, because why? Like, that's dumb. So next week, I will be having, I'll let you guys know right now, my amiga, fetish model and custom wrestler, and she does sessions sometimes, Miss Ashley Graham. You may have seen me interact with her on my Twitter. Um, She's really awesome. She's really helped me out a lot as far as my after pro wrestling life. You know what I mean? She's in the group of girls who have really helped keep me inspired and always are there to lend some advice and things like that. And we talk about a lot of really interesting things and more on the show next week when we um, revisit those moments. But it became like a whole thing, you know, and it was awesome. And I feel like I really connected with Ashley on a different kind of level than I have before. So stay tuned for that next week, you guys. So let's get into what I got distracted with this morning, okay? So I woke up this morning, I woke up at 6 o'clock, slept in a little bit because Fred Mertz was very antsy last night. You know, here's the thing, pause on my story real quick. I'm really starting to think that maybe I need to, and I know this is going to be a little rough. But I really feel that I need to set, like, an alarm or two during the night to take Fred to pee and drink some water. Because throughout the night, well, this is what ends up happening. He'll fall asleep. Everything's fine. You know, his little doggy bed is right next to me. So when he moves, I can feel him. And he'll start getting all antsy and then he'll have to pee. And that's usually at about two o'clock in the morning. But then he pees, sometimes he'll drink water, sometimes not, and then he gets antsy again. And then if he didn't drink water, he wants water. And then if he did drink water, he just gets really antsy to where he just wants to walk around. And so when that happens, that's usually about four or something. So i was thinking to myself today, and by the way, when he, I wake up at like four something, the bed's already wet. So like he's wet, his puppy pad is wet. So then I have to change the puppy pad, you know, wipe him down, put a new puppy pad on his bed and then put him on there. <clears throat> so then usually when my alarm goes off at 545, Brett's asleep at that time. So I'm like, okay, good. I just want to sleep just for a little bit longer. And then I always sleep maybe 30 minutes and it pushes me back, you know? And so this, when I was doing that this morning, I was like, you know, maybe I should just look at it. Like when you have a baby, right? When you have a baby, you have to wake up every couple hours and feed them, change them, burp them, whatever. So I got to kind of look at Fred like that. I mean, he's 20 years old. And I'm so grateful, like so grateful he's alive. And the thing is, is when I'm dealing with that situation, it's so draining and makes me feel like I'm losing my mind in the moment. But then in the morning when I finally get up and everything, whatever, I'm like, you know what? It was worth it because he's here, right? So I was like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I need to set an alarm from now on for 2 o'clock in the morning. And maybe at 4.45. So if I can train him to get up at 4.45, or even 5, if I could train him to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and at 5 o'clock in the morning, he knows he's going to get what he needs, I feel everything will be better. We'll both be programmed before we know it, that we just do it, I'll be half asleep anyways. And then, then, boom, I'm getting up at 5 o'clock because one of the things I told myself this morning, because I wanted to sleep past 6, but I said, no, I need to get up because I know Fred's going to pee himself if he doesn't get up soon, so I might as well just get up and take care of Fred now. And sadly, I was a little too late. He already had peed himself. And the thing is, he gets so many baths now because of it that I kind of worry about his skin because I feel like sometimes he has a little dandruffy um skin going on and I feel it's because we give him so many baths because he pees like it's great having the puppy pad and everything because it absorbs it but it still gets on him you know <clears throat> so this morning I was kind of dragging whatever I was doing my whole thing and a friend of mine she has uh, just been having a rough time so I was just kind of checking in on her in a text and we just got in this conversation <clears throat> we both dated the same guy but at completely different times like completely different times like so many years in between it's like crazy so we were just kind of talking about that particular person and it's just crazy to me because how everything was brought up was out of I just need some healing you know what I mean both of us and When I was talking with her, it just really made me wonder, like, what's this whole thing? Like, why do I have this whole, like, it's not that I can't get over it. And I wasn't even with this guy for very long. Like, when I realized that we were not a match at all, we broke up. So it's like, you know, normal. You meet somebody, you like them, you see what you want they see what they want in you and then it gets real and you get to know each other for realties, and then maybe see each other under different kind of circumstances where you see how each other act and react to different situations and a lot of times when you get to that point that's when you realize hmm, I don't think this is going to work or this is worth uh, trying to make a compromise and so I realized it wasn't worth the compromise like they're just it just wasn't going to be what would end up happening is both of us being very unhappy people just to like try to make something work like that's stupid like move on so it's odd to me that randomly I'll get triggered by different things and think about certain moments and this person is somebody that I've never really said anything bad about because of how the breakup was. There was no cheating or anything like that. No lies. It was just like, wow, we're completely different. So I really just like, kind of looked at it as at least I could say I had a healthy breakup once in my damn life. You know what I mean? So it was weird to me that like something about it just still bothered me and I just didn't know what it was, you know? And so throughout the years, um, a couple of his exes have reached out to me, you know, on and off and have shared with me different things. And it wasn't until they shared with me different things that I started to really understand why it bothered me, um, this, like, underlining thing that I just didn't understand, right? And what it was is, first of all, I was mad at myself. Because, long story short, I had this really tight friend that I had for many, many years. And um, I was just telling my friend this this morning, I think I just watched too much damn TV, people. (laughs) I think I watched too much TV because um, I really felt that this person was like my Chandler. Like, I'm friends, Monica and Chandler. Like, oh, we've been BFF for so many years. It was here all along it makes sense, you know, and I was attracted to him as well. So nothing ever physically happens between us, but we definitely started uh, flirting with that energy, you know, of maybe we should be more than friends. Now in the past, this person has been one of my roommates. So I know how they operate when they date people so when I started to see that happening to me, I was like, oh, my gosh. He's now treating me like how I've seen him treat other girls. Like, this sucks. Like, never mind. Like, no. And then that was the real beginning of me seeing his true colors. And I realized that even though we were BFFs for so many years, I lived with the dude at one point in my life. So I really knew him. I couldn't believe how success had changed him and I don't know if it was always there and it took for success to happen for him to like become this person but like ew and so when all that was going on I remember I had a birthday and um, I was at a wrestling show on my birthday and here I was thinking I was going to hear from this Chandler, <laughs> Chandler of mine, because every year he always wishes me a happy birthday, you know, even when I moved back to California and everything like still. And so the fact that he didn't wish me a happy birthday, I was like, wow, like this dude. And so that's like when I got together with this boyfriend that me and my friends were talking about. And I really feel that because that was the circumstance, the things that reminded me of my friend, the good qualities that this guy like kind of reminded me of, it's like, I put him in his higher regard. It was more like before really getting to date him and know him better, aside from like working together, um, I kind of already put him on his pedestal because he like triggered the good memories I had with that friend, that Chandler guy. So, That was my first mistake right there. Second mistake was just because you don't cheat on somebody, like you're not known to being a cheater, doesn't mean that you're going to make for a good boyfriend. And the more I just found, I heard other people, you know, that had dated him sharing things with me and then kind of like putting together what my experience was, I was like, now I know why this bothers me, is because, yeah, it was a healthy breakup. We were not a match, and it was good that we did, but that doesn't make him like this great guy, you know, and you guys know how I am. It bothers me when people try to have a certain fake persona. It's like, if you're a dick, just admit it, be a dick, you know, like, don't try to do this, like, oh, I'm this great guy because I don't cheat routine, you know what I'm saying? So when we were talking about all that, I was just like, really tripping out. And when I was with him, it was shortly after my grandma had passed away. I went to Costa Rica, and it was bittersweet for me because at the time, I was really getting spiritually attacked. And um, at the same time, it was like I was mourning the death of my grandma, who you know, in my life, Danielle and my grandma have been the consistent, like, energies in my life. And now that was gone, and it was really hard. Like, my One of my biggest fears had happened. My grandma passes away. So when I went to Costa Rica, I was really looking to reconnect with the Lord and life in a completely different way. I thought that it would be awesome to be somewhere where it's like, you're away from everything and you just have time to absorb what's around you. Danielle and I always have been passionate since we were little about floss. And um, we've wanted to many times. It just never worked out. Um, They have a program down in Costa Rica where you, for really cheap, you can go down there and you can, um, volunteer at the Sloth Sanctuary. So that's something that y'all and I wanted to do. So when I got the opportunity to go to Costa Rica, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. My thing is missing a thing out. Like I always say in all my videos and adventures, I'm missing Danielle. So when I was triggered to that time in my life, I went and looked at those videos. I did my vlogs on my channel and I was really taken back because even though I'm not saying what I'm going through during that trip, I know what I was going through and I was able to not only relive those moments when I was talking to my friend this morning, but I was able to see them and to see what my vibe looks like. And when I'm trying to be all positive, but like I'm just constantly being around negative energy, like, wow, it's so crazy. You guys, like, I totally Shelly my slide back into time and I was just over here with Fred Mertz by my side going, like, this is creeping me out in a good way, though. Like, it's in a good way, but it was creeping me out. And so as I was going through the different videos, um, there, was a, there was one in particular that really made me emotional. And I remember um, I put a dirty head song to it, and uh, it just took me to what I was feeling during those moments. And it was just crazy. Like, it just really took me back. And it made me realize, once again, like, the full circle of why the situation bothered me so much. Because it, there was more to it than, oh, we just weren't for each other and we broke up. Like, there was way more to it. And the thing is, is after we had broken up, um, I felt we had this mutual respect in that regard. And I remember he was like, you know, I won't ever say anything bad about you. And so over the years when things get back to me, it's been like, wow, like I say nothing but good things about this dude. If it gets brought up, but like, he's saying this stuff about me, like, And it just made me feel like you just didn't want me to say anything bad about you. And it's not that I'm out here trying to do that. But it's like, it finally made sense to me when slowly but surely things started trickling back to me. Because guess what, people? I've always been this way. Ever since I was little, like, everything always comes back to me. I always know somebody, even, like, people who hate me will be like, you know, so-and-so said da-da-da-da-da. Like, people always tell me things, always, so I always find out, and so I think what kind of happened is I built up this idea that this relationship I had, that even though it didn't work out, it, it, like, was, like, this, oh, it's okay, it's cool, it's, like, it's all good, It's so it's, like, it almost became a lie to me, it's, like, no, it's not. Like, I thought it was. And now I'm hearing all this stuff, trying to make me seem a certain way. Like, what the hell, dude? Like, I thought we were cool, but I guess not. Like, whatever. That's fine. So I went down that, just that rabbit hole. And like I said, it's emotions, an emotions And it just made me really, I guess, in reconnecting with myself, Shelly of yesteryear, (laughs) when I reconnected with Costa Rica, Shelly, I felt like I was able to take my energy back, you know, I was able to understand myself and the people around me in a completely different way, and another thing that was really awesome on that trip is... That's when I really because R. J. Brewer, if you guys know him from wrestling, he was um, there as well, and I got to really know him in a different way. Um, you know I just kind of knew him from passing high and by, no big deal. But that's when I was like, "Wow, this guy, he's something else. like what a catch. Like good energy, gentleman um I left Costa Rica with this, like, it's all good because I know what I'm looking for is out there because R.J. Brewer is living proof that guys like that exist, and I knew I could never be with R.J. Brewer because he was friends with my ex-boyfriend, so, ew, that's gross, like, not cool, right? So, it's so interesting how life works out because at the end of the day, who R.J. Brewer became to me after that... Costa Rica um, adventure he became the I guess the bar was set higher to like what I really knew that I needed not wanted in somebody and it's so crazy because my boyfriend after that um, another short-lived like relationship but a relationship you know and to this day, I'm just like, I still don't get how, like, all that went down. I mean, I do, but it just, like, puzzled me that I would allow myself to be in such a dark place, man, making bad decisions, like dating this dude. But what initially made me drawn to this guy is he came off like maybe he was had the characteristics of R.J. Brewer that I was like, oh, and here's the thing. I'm not even going to sit here and be all, like, passing the heat on that guy. Like, that's, that's why I understand people who get caught up in Internet dating. Because I've never done Internet dating, but because I did wrestling for so many years um, and I've had long-distance relationships because of it um, – you know, I understand how you can get caught up when you're just texting or just on a phone calls call um, or online talking to each other and tagging each other in pictures and all this. It's super easy to get, like, caught up in, like, what you're building up in your head, and a lot of times you build up what is in your head because, like, that's what you really want. So you kind of try to make the situation that thing, and then after a while, it's not, and it's like, ugh. So that was that relationship. It was just a big, uh. (laughs) So it really started with, I was like, oh my gosh, the car a Drew brewer. So um, it's so crazy though, because I know that I'm meant to be forever with metal Jesus. I just know that with all my heart and soul. And it's so crazy because, Metal Jesus is like the perfect cocktail of R.J. Brewer, of my first love, who happened to be a wrestler, and that Chandler Bing friend I had. So it's like Metal Jesus has all the great qualities of all those fellas. He can give me what the Chandler friend and my first love could never give me, bless their hearts, but they just can't. And so it's, like, all full circle, you know? Because I used to be all like, man, why, could, why did I, couldn't I have met R.J. Brewer first? as his friend, you know? I know that's harsh to say, but, like, that's the impression he gave me, you know? And the last time I saw him was so brief. I was, It was the last uh, convention I did, which was WrestleCon. WrestleCade, excuse me, WrestleCade. And he walked by while I was having a photo shoot. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, (laughs) we just had a brief interaction. And I told the photographer, I was like, I have a very high opinion of this guy. So it was so crazy that all of that pulls all the full circle of everything in my life. All the people who have played their different, I guess you would say, roles. Like, they say life is um, just a big play or it's theater. Like, all these people play these roles to, like, get me to where I'm at. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to stress out about the uh, Ashley Graham uh, interview this week because, I mean, this just happened this morning. This All this stuff came together for me. And I just really felt in my heart that I needed to share that because wh- whatever you can take from my story, like, it just really wowed me that, like, Everything was right there in front of my face. But something, you know, Fred and Ethel were on the dog whisperer. And something Caesar Milan said that always stuck with me was Life is easy, but we complicate it as humans. And that was like such a true statement and it's like purest form. It's like, yes, dude, like even if we have a good intentions, we don't mean to, we still make it complicated. And I think, like, we're just forever going to be that way, so, like, that's just what's up, so accept it. But it's a trip when you can finally pull back from the situation and look at everything as a whole and kind of look at it like a movie. If that didn't happen, then then that wouldn't happen, the butterfly effect, you know? Something that was really awesome is, like, going to Costa Rica for me, like I said, was really – everything going into it for me really was just to reconnect with my soul because, oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry. Here we go. I cry all the time. I'm sorry. That's just who I am. I'm going to try not to, though. because at that time, my soul was so broken because my grandma had passed. My biggest fear was not only for her to pass, But, you know, my family always has open caskets, and I just didn't want to see my grandma in the casket. And I was just haunted by that image for so long. And so being that it was just a few months after my grandma passed that I went to Costa Rica, I was just really sensitive and vulnerable. But in that vulnerability, I was seeing what was going on around me. Even though I was being told I'm crazy, even though I was being told that people think I'm crazy, I wasn't crazy. I'm psycho. I'll agree there. (laughs) I'm psycho. But I'm not crazy. And the things I was experiencing were real. And I remember at that time just feeling like I knew that wasn't the case. But when someone keeps telling you something over and over, you can't help but think, and you overcomplicate, and you think, this must be true then. This must be true. Like, even if you don't wholeheartedly believe it, maybe even just 1% of you believes it, that 1%, it stings you, and it sets with you. And so today I realize that I've been carrying that with me ever since then. All these people, aside from that situation, who always told me I'm crazy, am I sure I remember things that way, blah, 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 blah. Like, all of those people, collectively, it, like, messed with me. It messed with my career. It messed with my confidence. It messed with my personal life. It messed with my romantic life. It it ate at me. And The more I would experience that stuff and be around that energy, the more it was just taking away from my soul. And so, today I realized when I watched back, and now that I know what's what for sure, and I heard this, this, and this, and I know blah 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 blah. blah, I looked back at it with a clear lens, third person even, and. I got my energy back, damn it. I got my energy back from that. That, in a way, I don't even know how to put it into words, to be honest. Anyways, so that was my morning, and then I worked out in my hot-ass garage, <laughs> But it was good. I um, only got to do 30 minutes of my cardio, but I was able to do two and a half miles and 400 and something calories. Later tonight, when it cools off, I'm going to go back there and finish it off, you know, because I'm just like trying to stay on top of things all around, you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to take a little break, Ski, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to you guys about an experience I had yesterday. Oh, yes. I had quite the experience yesterday. Who did I have the experience with? One named Stoner Jesus. Hear all about Stoner Jesus on Shelly Live when I come back.
3: This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide.
4: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz streaming live, On Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring pro wrestling illustrator Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adon, Nito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle. Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation.
0: Whatever's going on in the world today.
2: VOCNation.com
0: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com WCW Retro be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today.
4: VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at vocnation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation.
0: Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks,
2: and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation.
0: Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com
3: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on the VOC Nation. Well, yesterday I did an awesome collab with one donor, Jesus. Now, before I get into that, here's the background on how I even know Stoner Jesus. So I don't even know how I ended up following him. <laughs> it probably has something to do with my Jesus fetish and the fact that he's a Stoner Jesus, I'm sure. But one way or another, I mean, I've been following him for many years. I'm guessing probably one of the, um, like, cannabis-related things have probably retweeted him. I was like, whoa, Stoner Jesus is awesome. So when I saw that Stoner Jesus not only has some great tweets, but that he's, like, all up in it, you know, and he has his podcast. um, And I've just been, like, dying to collab with him. But I've never really said anything because through just, like, the years, like, he follows me as well, so we kind of became online friends. And I just never really brought it up. Like, I would think about it and just kind of, like, forget, you know? It wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to calculate it or anything like that. It was just like, I kind of just was like, oh, I should hit him up, and then I wouldn't. So, yes, a couple, like, well, something last week, I saw something that he posted. I think he was doing one of his podcasts, and I, I um, went in it for a little bit. And what I love about his new setup, I mean, he's been doing it for a little bit now, but um, he has the video casting. When when he's interviewing people, you see both screens and things like that. So I love that he has uh, evolved with the times, you know, because you have to like, whether we like it or not, you got to to certain things and video really is the way people want to see people talk, you know, they want to see that visual. I totally get it. So, Right off the bat, when he gave me, like, the way to log in to his, the way he does his whole um, podcast, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Like, because I've just been searching for, like, man, like a year now of something that's really solid, that's, like, a platform that will allow me to smoke and drink. They won't care if there's music in the background. And I could chat with people, like I chat with them live, I can have a little, like, control board where I can show people maybe like a video, I can have people, like the whole thing, you know, pretty much what people do like on Twitch and things like that, but they go a lot of times through either a third party kind of thing and then they stream it to twitch or they use twitch itself and like on twitch you can't smoke marijuana on there or here's the thing people tell me you can but i'm the one that always gets in trouble people say yeah you can smoke yeah you can smoke and then i go join these things i start promoting it it gets like i get all excited and then i get in trouble so it's like i'm over it you know so yesterday even before we started the uh interview I was just like, dude, stoner Jesus is already just inspiring me right now that I shouldn't give that up. Like, that's something I really want to do, you know? So there's that. And then when we had the interview itself, it was really awesome, you know? It felt like I was just chilling. It didn't feel, like, interviewee, like, you know? And that's fine, you know, like, when it's very, like, interview type. And what's cool is, when was it? Uh, a few days ago, uh, Sunday. On Sunday, I did another collab. It was another uh, video podcast with my friend Brandon Oliver. And his podcast, what I really appreciated about it is, I mean, I know Brandon because he is the owner of RCW in San Antonio, and I used to wrestle there. So when he asked me if I'd be a guest on his podcast, I was like, oh, totally. And what I, I was even more excited because, He told me the way he does it is he has people come on. They get three items that uh, mean something to them that they've collected along their way, like through wrestling and then tell a story about it and then play a game. So that's exactly what we did. I had some awesome items and it was hard for me to choose because I'm a person like I keep things. I keep things. That's why like sometimes when people are like, Oh, you're going to sell this. No, there's something that I won't part with. And so I think, um, I invited myself back <laughs> and I told them I'm going to have some more stuff next time. But, um, you know, it was really cool. I, I was just really, but my point still feels so you know what I mean? It was just sharing some stories, you know? So the first belt was Stoner Jesus, which was cool because this was like, it's always through him through Twitter. So I just see this, like their Jesus like picture (laughs) you know what I mean so it was really cool because normally um I don't know I don't I felt like I knew him for a long time ago or something (laughs) like I feel like I've known him for a while it was weird so I just went with it and that's normally not the case for me, especially if I'm being interviewed by somebody who I don't know and never have met. So there's just a different energy behind it. It's not bad or anything. It's just a different energy behind it, you know? So I was really taken aback that, um, I don't know, that there's just this familiar ground. I don't know if it's just like I vibed well with him or whatever, but like freaking stoner Jesus, we talked about some good stuff. I think you guys would be interested in checking it out, so you've got to make sure to go check out what he's got going on. So if you go to on Twitter, he's at stonerjesus420, and his website is stonerjesus.net, and he does a lot of live streams. He has his podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, so he's all over the place. So you guys should definitely check him out. He has a lot of different types of guests that he has on there, too. So, you know, if you want to not only just check out my um, interview, you should check out the other ones, too. That made no sense, that sentence. <laughs> I was checking on Fred Mertz because he's in the other room today. He loves his son. I can't take him away from that son. So I keep going back and forth. But anyways, go check out Stoner Jesus, people. It's worth it. All right, well, that's all I got in me for today. I got a lot to do. Um, I have no calls. so Oh, you know what? Why do do this? You guys, I'll go to um, one more little commercial break. And if anyone wants to call, I'll take your call. So call in right now, 657-383-1666. Again, that number is 657-383-1666. I totally forgot. Duh. I totally forgot about the call. It's probably because none of you people are calling me. you're not calling me, I can't answer your call and answer your question. Or maybe you want a shout-out. Here's your chance. People always say, can you follow me on Twitter? Can I get a shout-out? Well, here's your chance. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and close the show out. Does that sound good to you? All right. BRB.
2: Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. You don't miss out. Check out in the room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in.
0: Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm.
2: And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus,
0: I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings.
2: And didn't uh, get pregnant either.
3: New episodes air on VOC Nation, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey Podcast on VOC Nation.
0: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old-school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career. Of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Yo, this is Jerry Stein to the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, nah, sure you're getting get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio
5: Network.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. And before I get to the call that's on hold, and if you would like to call, you still have a little bit of time. 657 383 1666. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know. Guess what? Last week we talked about how um, I was given a hard time by Bruce that I have too many links. So I made everything condensed it all to ShellyMartinez.net. Well, guess what? I made it even more simple for you guys because when I was on Stoner Jesus' podcast yesterday, <clears throat> I noticed that he had put my link tree at the bottom of my name so that people can find all my links. And I was like, wow, that's really smart. Like to have all my links right there. So I thought, you know what? I wonder if I go on good old GoDaddy, if ShellyLinks.com was available and damn right it was. So I went ahead and purchased purchased it and I was like, "Dude, I'm just going to use this for now on because now everyone can find anything. I could just keep directing everyone. Shellylinks.com. So get ready, people. It's going to be all about Shellylinks.com. <laughs> so I advise you to go to Shellylinks.com. Was I saying Shellylinks? Shellys, S H E L O Y S, links. L-I-N-K-S dot com and you'll be able to find everything. I have my blog page on there, my secret society, my OnlyFans, my Shelly TV, um, my different stores, like the one that's on ShellyMartinez.net with my DVD, which, woohoo! I got a, a sale today, Dangerous Divas, so check it out. Uh, And then I also have my Teespring store where I have some awesome new designs of my masks that I have now available and some T-shirts for my vampire guy and girl line and uh, a couple other cute things over there, too. And then, of course, I have my pro wrestling tees uh, store linked on there. I have my Amazon shop listed on there. I have, what else did I have? Um, My Avon store, even though I don't push it anymore because I didn't like all the products, but some of them were really good. And if for some reason you want to sell Avon, there's the link there too. So I put everything on my Instagram, my main one and my second one. So now you guys, I did it. Bruce, I hope you're proud. I did it. I made it so simple that people just have to go to Shelly's links dot com. Got it? All right. Well, let's get to the line. We have caller 304. What's your name? Where are you from?
6: Uh, this is Brian, Parkersburg, West Virginia. Hey, hey. Kelly.
1: big time Brian in the house.
6: I just called to give you a big time shout out. How you been?
1: You know, it's been a crazy day. I don't know if you were listening earlier about how my morning was, but, um, you know, it's been a good day. It's been it's been interesting, but very good nonetheless. How about yourself?
6: Uh pretty good. I just got home from work about a half an hour ago. I turned on the show, so I'm getting ready to get me into some cold cold drinks here in a few minutes. I figured I'd call. I said no calls. I'm like, what?
1: To I'm gonna so... call.
6: I'm a little bit worn out. Work, work wasn't Hold too on. bad today.
1: Hold on, I just need it Oops Doodle real quick. Hold on. Technical difficulties, okay. sorry. So, oh, okay. So, you um, went to work. How was your day at work? Was everything um, okay for you over there? Or you have yeah, a hard it was day? fine. It
6: wasn't, no, it wasn't too bad. It was fine. And I have the next two days off, so I can relax a little bit this evening.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, did you catch the Model Monday photos that I posted yesterday?
6: <sighs> yes. They're very, they're, they're big time amazing, just like you. They, were, they were really Thank awesome. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, you. I, 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 I saw that. them on the different, I think I saw different photos on your different IGs. I think there's like Shelly Martinez previews and all that stuff. There was like
1: yeah. saw some
6: of them on the, the different IGs, Instagram. Yep, that's
1: why you but, know Shelly's links. What do you think about my Shelly's links?
6: <laughs> I like that too. That's a good idea. So I, I was going to ask my question yeah. for you is. What's your favorite part of making the big-time awesome content for us to find people that are lucky enough to be subscribed to all your stuff?
1: Oh, that's a good question. You know, it depends on what I've got going on, okay? And, like, why I say that is because there's times where, like, you know, I – had a good workout and I had a good meal and then I shower and my makeup looks really awesome so like I'm ready to like shoot you know I'm like yes now here I'll give you guys a little insight when I'm doing that the way you know that that's going on is when you see lots of behind the scenes on like snapchat and on my only fans I'll post a lot of like Because on my OnlyFans, something that I didn't really take advantage of that I do now is they have a feature on there that's kind of like how Instagram and Snapchat have, like, the stories or whatever. So what I'll do is I'll Snapchat something, save it, and then I'll put it on there. So it's like when you guys start seeing me pumping out all this content, I'm shooting, da, da, da. That's when I'm feeling like, yes, let's do it. So when I'm feeling like that and having one of those days, my favorite part of making that big-time content is that I feel so freaking blessed that I'm able to do exactly what I love and that I don't have to answer to anybody and I can just be in my zone. And it just is like a really, like it's a really amazing feeling. Like, you know, through everything that I've gone through ups and downs with my career, it's like really cool that at this part of my life that I'm able to do stuff like that, you know? So That's days like that. And then there's the other days where the last thing I want to do is put on makeup and shoot a bunch of sexy content. But I have to because that's my job and people can't just be sitting around waiting for me. So when it's those days, my favorite part about making that big-time content is once I push myself to finally shoot, once I'm finally shooting – it's like this other kind of feeling where I'm just like, I did it. I pushed through and I'm actually getting really good content. And so it's like, it's like this little challenge that I have to like face. And every time, like I end up like just gaining so much more out of it. So I know that's like a deep answer, but it's like so true. And that's why people don't understand. They just see my pictures online and they just think that like, I'm all, oh, I just want to be all hot and take all these pictures. And it's like, no, there's so much more that goes into it than just taking the photos or the videos. It's like, it's very psychological, you know what I mean? Especially because I do have issues with men and been taken advantage by men. It becomes this thing where it's like nobody's taking advantage of me. I'm the one dealing with myself nine times out of ten. Like, I usually shoot my own content. So, it's, like, it kind of gives me a feeling, like, F you guys. Y'all those assholes. F you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that is, like, no matter what day it is, if it's the good day, the bad day. Or sometimes I have days where I'm just, like, kind of just going through the motions. And that's fine, too. Because, you know, you can't always have up, high, high, up, and low, low, lows. So... At the end of the day, my big time reward in doing it is—it's a big middle finger to all of those assholes that took advantage of me and uh, took my energy away. You know.
6: I love that answer. That's that is deep, but you know, have, be, being deep it means that it means something, and that's, that's that's special. It means something. The deep. Well, that's you know, why. A like like the guys have yeah.
1: done those. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. But that's why, like, sometimes when I've done these Snapchats and I'm all, like, crying, like, do you guys even care? Like, (laughs) when, like, I'm struggling or whatever with, like, my secret society or I get in a fight with one of my secret society people, that's why it hurts so much because it is deep. It's not just me making my money, taking pop pictures. It's way more than that.
6: Oh, yeah, you do a fantastic job. Just sending a big time shout out to you for doing such an awesome job.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much. And if you can, give me a call next week because uh, I'm going to have that interview yes. and I think you would really uh, find it interesting.
6: Yes, we'll do. Thank you, Shelley. You have a wonderful evening. You rock.
1: Oh, uh, so do you, big time. You big time rock.
6: <laughs> you do too. Thank you. Have a great night. Take
1: care. Adios. All right. Now we have caller 804. What's your name? Where are you from?
3: Hey, this is uh, Stellar Steven, uh, Virginia. Sometimes parts of. Hey, Stellar
1: Steven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, parts don't Sometimes you got to go there on Facebook. <laughs> How's it going?
3: Uh, great. I uh, was scrolling through Twitter just uh find something to call. And uh, I wanted to ask you about Ricky Reyes, like, Was he your, um, was he a trainer of yours? I I don't know if you mentioned it uh, previously and I saw that you were making headlines or saying you wanted to manage him, but wasn't able to.
1: Yeah. Um, so long story short, as I can make it back in the day, when I first started wrestling, the wrestling school that I went to in San Bernardino, he was one of the trainers there, like him, um, Rocky Romero, Frankie Kazarian, Iceman John Black. Um and so like these were people who really took time in like working with me. But the thing is, it's like Molina and I both started there. We started around the same time, but we were going on different nights. So we didn't cross paths till a little bit. And then What we discovered is, I mean, I literally overheard people say this. They were trying to roughen us up to get us to like quit, to see if we like really wanted it Mm. or whatever. But they really wanted us to just quit. So kind of band together, and we would just be like, okay, don't let them see us cry, blah blah blah. So when I say that Reyes and Rocky Romero and Frankie Kazarian and Iceman John Black really took time to work with me. It really came with like we earned each other's respect. That's why that they would do that. And they were really good. And Reyes was somebody who he would just like have that like stone cold look on his face. He always looked mad. <laughs> yeah, mad bro. He always looked mad. So he had this like intimidating factor. And, you know, I just I liked how he was, like, you know, he he ran the class hard. He ran you hard. He had no time for lazy people. But, like, I was so just in awe when we would have these, like, because this is what, what happens a lot in uh, when you do training. When you do training, you'll start off with doing, like, rolls, right? You'll do rolling around and kind of get things going. And then you start doing little drills or whatever. And then a lot of times what happens is, like, the drill will be like a match, but just dissected. It. So it will be like the beginning of the match. So there will be a drill that you do, and everyone in the class does it. And then you kind of keep adding to it to where it's a match. So um, when we would do that and when we would get to the part where it was like a match, I would just be in- – so much awe of Ray dude. he was hilarious because he just the first time I seen this happen it's like he always looks angry You're like I want him to like me I want his approval because he just like has this energy but he would make me so entertained and I was just like oh my gosh you know like he just was like I just loved it. And I was like, dude, that's how I want to be. Like, I want to be like that. Like I want to look badass and make my stuff look like it is real and I am effing you up, but I also want to throw in there some comedy, you know, I want it. And I wanted to be making some sense. So he was the first person to really show me that, you know, and he wasn't even trying. It was just like, that's how he was trained, you know? And so, um, when they started to go to the Enoki Dojo in L.A., when they had that over here, uh, I kind of migrated over there, and I ended up getting kicked out. The chicken in, in charge, she kicked me out. I'm not sure why, because I don't even know if I really met her, but I got kicked out. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> but um, that was, like, some awesome training, and that's when I got to train with, like, Samoa Joe and uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh, and, and so it's, like, and then that changed me, too, because the way I I trained with them, like, Joe, he was rough on me, too, but, like, not in a, like, bully way or anything. It was, like, old-school training, and I just loved that. Like, I craved it, you know what I mean? And then, you know, and then with Daniel Bryan, it was, like, he just was so calm and, like, I have balance. <laughs> he was just awesome, dude. And so... <laughs> when Reyes, is, I remember we, I would train with him there. It like, I felt like it was just a different level. And I felt like because I was invited to train over there that I was being treated with respect with all that. And that I was being like, Oh yeah, you know, this is serious. And so everything that Reyes and all those guys treat like, you know, uh, trained me. I, I kept with me, but with Reyes, it was just always different. I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that that he showed me that whole. He just seemed so like angry, but then when he got in that ring, he was able to use like that vibe, but like show that he wasn't just this angry guy. He just kind of like you know, there's resting bitch face. I have that by the way. If I'm not smiling, I have resting <laughs> bitch face. So he had like resting asshole face, but he didn't mean he was an asshole. You know what I mean? So, like, so it was, like, maybe that's where it really, like, I connected. But, um, yeah, so it's, like, that's why I said I really wish I could have managed him because, to me, it would have been, like, the full circle of my wrestling career because I really do give him so much credit for being my first trainer, like, one of them, you know, but mainly him. and um, And that's the reason why it's, like, you know, and um, I, I pitched it to Lucha Underground when he was in that group with Little Cholo and um, to them that I wanted to be with them. And I wasn't trying to make it like LAS or anything. It was going to be different because even Little Cholo back in the day, when I used to train Jeff Lucha in um, Anaheim with WPW, he was one of those that I was, um, trained with and things like that. So for me, hitting the idea with being able to manage that group, it like meant so much to me because it's like, dude, it's freaking Reyes and like Cholo, like that's freaking crazy. Like that would be so awesome to end my career, like managing them, like SoCal representing like, yes, dude. But you know, they shut it down. So (laughs) damn it, damn it, damn it. And then the thing is, is, I have said this many times about Reyes, and it pisses me off that people are like, you know, there was about it and then like people ask me oh you know if you could get booked somewhere with him would you and it's like where were you people when I wasn't retired like I've been saying this this is nothing new (laughs) like I'm saying something I've said many many times but for whatever reason you're picking up on it now and it's like and I've even said that about the Lucha Underground that like I wish in Lucha Underground I could have like you know Reyes and you know so whatever I don't know why it stuck this time but it did and I just, you know, everything happens for a reason. I really wish it did, but for whatever reason, it didn't, so it's fine. What happened to Lucha Underground? Yeah. They, they folded, didn't they? Yeah.
3: Uh, I don't think officially, but basically, yeah, like Vampiro, uh, I think their writer left, and Vampiro basically said it was done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they had, they had to let a lot of people go from the contracts because they, they they weren't getting any work from LRA. So um, well, yeah, I am I so envious of
1: anyone who worked there. There,
3: um,
1: there was times that I've been there yeah. and I saw how it was behind the scenes. Let me tell you something. Like the reason why I feel, from what I saw, it was so like teasing was because everyone. There, having a good time. And it felt like I was at a party. Awesome. That's why I wanted to be a part of so bad because that space I had when I was there like backstage a couple times, I was just like, dude, I want this. I'm so envious. But every person that was there totally deserved to be there. And it makes me excited for them because now a lot of people have awesome opportunities now because they, like, were utilized at Lucha Underground, you know, That's so awesome. Hello? Oh, sorry. I think oh, you're I you it out you off. off. Oh, well, we lost the call there. What's your name and where are you from?
5: Uh, this is Malcolm. I'm now in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, Shelly. Um,
1: Hey, Melvin.
5: Yeah, how you doing? Doing
1: good, doing
5: good, good. Uh, I got some good news from Doctor John uh, on Retro today. He just called me a while ago. I'm going to be relocating to South Carolina pretty soon, maybe uh, the beginning of this month or in November. I might stay here another month. I don't know, but uh, when I get there. They're going to help me uh, work on getting my own place back there and straighten my credits a mess for the fourth time. I've straightened it out three times before, but this will be the fourth time. All I need is some time and organization, and I can do the rest. Uh, and then I'm going down there, Shelly. I'm going back to Fort McClellan, Alabama. In June, June 21st, 1982, I went to Fort McClellan from, Nap- uh, from uh, San Francisco Airport, and I trained um, uh, in basic training. I met my drill sergeant, Drill Sergeant Royston. He was six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds. He served in Vietnam. He's one of the few guys that went came back with any physical or mental defects. You know, so he was like my inspiration to me. And I'm hoping I get to see him again. He, he originally grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. So, um, if I if I move back there, Shelley, if um, I get a place, and you and Metal Jesus are back there for a convention, and you what, you guys want to stay with me, you're welcome to anytime. I just uh, well, we, uh, I just want you to know that, was, that you're one of my friends, one of my best friends. So, and I can have oh, wow. as many best friends as I want. All
1: yeah. right. Well, I appreciate that. I don't do yeah. conventions or anything like that, but I appreciate that. <laughs>
5: yeah. I just um, I I just um, uh, we're gonna have this um, pay per view coming up pretty soon. Uh, I don't want to give away the date or um, or you know where it's gonna be at because. Chaz Moretti on Retro, and Tony Capone that's going to run the NAWA. Don't want me saying this, but when I can give you the word, I will. Um, but it's going to be real soon. And Tony Capone, he, he was an actor in Hollywood. He's got a Screen Actors Guild card. I've never had an acting list in my life, and I think Tony's going to be like my, my agent or my manager when I get down there. That, that is going to be so cool. He, he told me, Shelly, he's a fan of mine. He's an actor. He has a Screen Actors Guild card. And he's a fan of mine. I mean, that is so, that's like Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, weird, you know. I I love it, but it just feels weird that somebody feels like that about me, you know, so.
1: Well, um, there you have it. That's freaking awesome. Congratulations. Yeah,
5: if I make it big someday and I do a movie, I I know you don't like Hulk Hogan, but if I told Hulk I want to do a movie with him and he gave me the green light because he says, I told him, down at mango sports bar it was october twenty seventh, 2018 like a block from his beach shop on uh, industrial drive and um, hulk told me he told me two things first um i asked him you know when i become an actor i said i used to believe if i become an actor but my confidence is way up i said when i become an actor can we do a movie together you and me hulk and he goes you got it brother just like that and then shelly he told me I maxed out two credit cards at his beach shop. There was Hulk Hogan, everything there. And I was like a kid in a candy store. I was buying everything. I maxed out two credit cards. And Hulk says to me, he says, brother, I saw, I saw how much you spent at my beach shop this weekend. He goes, you spend that much money, you can run, jump, fly, yell, whatever you want to do in the beach shop. I want, to, I want to go back, Shelly, because there's Hulk Hogan merchandise all over the place. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. I, I I know you, you said you don't like it But um, <laughs> I, I just want you to know Shelly The Hulkamania is also For every female and male uh, Independent pro wrestler That had the courage to lace up a pair of boots And get in a squared circle That's what a Hulkamania means to me It maybe means something different to him But I think Hulkamania should respect All wrestlers Women and men that have had the courage To, do, to get into this this business getting that ring. So that's that's how I feel. I like feel. that. So
1: I like yeah. that. I like that. All right, well Yeah I Malcolm, can't wait to go to fort
5: I mean I, I did a ten mile run there and I carried the guide on. When I graduated we did a ten mile run, a whole battalion. I wanna go back where I ran that ten mile run with the guide on. So yeah.
1: All right. Uh, well hopefully I'll hear from you next week, but until then you have a good weekend dude. Well, Shelly, what you got to do is when you're doing your show, you got to keep unloading the madness. Oh, yeah. i <laughs> got That's good. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. You have a good Bye, Shelly. Bye. All right. That's all I have for me and me. That's what she said. And I'm she. Today, I hope you guys had a lot of fun. And I hope I didn't bum you out too much with any anything I said. If so, I'm sorry. Don't mean to offend. And I'll be back here next week with my Ashley Graham uh, interview. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be it's interesting. And there's a lot of things we talk about, so you don't want to miss it. And there was lots of champagne being had, so let's just say that. All right. Until next week, I am Shelly from Kelly. You can find me on Shelly's Links. That's Shelly's with the S Links.com. And until next week, I'll be smelling you later.